Episode five of the Eco Larder number podcast. Number five. Number five. Number five. It's a big number. It's a big number. It's a whole handful. Yeah. <laughs> and today we have two topics actually, and two guests. Yes. So let's introduce guest number one or topic number one. So that is all about fashion and I know fashion folk. <laughs> um. It is the lovely Josepha from Graceful Changes. Yeah. And she runs a clothes rental company for little teeny tiny tots. And our lovely little baby girl, Jasmina, gets to wear these amazing organic clothes. Oh, very, very nice. High quality clothes that we exchange month on month or every couple of months or so, depending on her growth spurts. Yeah. yeah. So before we get chatting to her, I guess this is you know, a huge topic in terms of waste and um, yeah, the craziness of the fashion industry and the fast fashion and how, you know, we, we, we go through gazillions of new items, particularly for kids, but as adults as well. And we're all influenced by fashion and we're all incentivized to keep buying new because clothing can get so cheap with mm. the way the industry works it and actually there's not sustainable um and hasn't been for for donkeys um but a, the business of actually looking at where you can recycle reuse and actually rent clothes um which has mm. been around for lots you know for a long time um and but, also upcycle things but makes so much sense particularly as we'll get into with kids yeah. and um yeah yeah so that's all about topic fashion. number one we're going to touch on fashion which is a big topic and one we'll definitely revisit um but yeah as a starter as a start and then our second guest is the lovely laura from less waste laura she creates amazing content on Instagram and Facebook and she has a great website as well and she provides tips on uh, how to reduce your waste and really goes she's kind of like um gives a lot of background and detail on uh waste so she's she talked a lot about the fashion industry actually yeah um and how wasteful it is and that's our second topic is really around community because in this world of reducing waste and being kinder to our planet we all need to work together you know there is just the one planet and there's a lot of humans and to make things work we need to be a community and tackle the problems together because one person doing a ton of stuff is not the same as lots of people doing lots of little things um you see that phrase there's a little quote for that and we see that a lot in the zero waste movement um but community and harnessing the power of community is crucial. Yeah. So I yeah. first met Laura going way back to the start of the year, or was it even last year? I tend to forget now. A sustainability talk for the University of Edinburgh, where Laura was studying. Um, and she has, yeah, she's developed this whole blog and um, name around tips, as you say, for, for the individual. 
yeah. and particularly for, for a young person. Uh, she's since gone on to deliver TED Talks, which is very inspiring. And we've yeah. been meaning to have her on um, for on the podcast for a while. So really excited to have Laura on. But that's our guest. That's our topic. Podcast number five. Stephanie Diaries. So our diaries. It's going to be quite short and sweet this month because yeah. we've been pretty full on again with um, with everything, <laughs> with Eco Larder. Yeah. So um, yeah, we thought we'd just talk a little bit today on how our home has <laughs> become a serious, crafty wonderland yeah. um, in our efforts to prep for Christmas um, and reduce our our waste mm -hmm. so yeah what have we been making all sorts of things all sorts of things it's like i love it as well we make all of our christmas presents and um and also decorations and what i'm really experimenting with at the moment is making like christmas wreaths so collecting things with jasmina in the woods and like trying to make a wreath using like a little bit of wire and like sticks and things like that and i really wanted pom-poms but I don't want to like buy pom-poms. So I was thinking of scrunching up some fabric that I had left over from like the sponges and that we've been making for the shop. So like that mm. kind of thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, so lots of things. Uh, there's just stuff everywhere in our home, like all these little craft stations. Yeah. Um, I guess like one of the things that my mom um, is doing as well is she's been drawing lots of vegetables and fruits and grains and pulses for the recipe book that we fingers crossed hope to publish very very soon yeah we've, yeah. we've constantly asked in the shop uh, how to yeah encourage more more cooking and mm -hmm. to encourage customers to know what to buy little shops so we've been um yeah putting together a recipe book the Eco Larder recipe um, book. Will be both um, available as an ebook, but yeah. also um, by order as a hard copy. Um, and yes, just lots of seasonal ideas, lots of recipes to um, that you can purchase everything from in store. And lots of hand drawn images. Yeah, you know, there's so much love and effort my mom is putting into it, and she's so like detail oriented and she's an amazing artist she is you know there's one of her paintworks is up in the shop as well like the one of the sun but like our home is all of mom's art like mm. she is so great and i think the book like it, it's difficult to see right now because there's all these sort of pages and different drawings lying about everywhere but i think when it's all together it would be so beautiful yeah yeah yeah, so it's a really nice project and one that we've had cooking for a while. Yeah. And um, and I've yeah. been looking into, like, um, the kind of paper to use as well. So, like, there, like, obviously you really want to use recycled paper, but there are some, like, kind of stronger, longer-lasting, um, like, sort of eco-paper called lo loca paper, and it's a bit stronger. And, yeah, so I'm kind of experimenting with... Uh, how to print and I really want to use vegetable inks and make it like as sustainable a book as possible 
which is why we'll only like stock a few at a time. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for the, for all all of it to come together. Yeah, it'll be yeah. Jasmina's second Christmas. I know. So um, yeah, we've just been getting our heads around that, and it's a obviously a huge festive season, but it's so filled with commercialism and yeah, huge amounts of unnecessary purchasing. So I guess the whole zero waste movement looks at big events like that and goes, "What's wrong with it? How can we strip it back and and you know reduce, reuse, recycle?" Well, and that's kind of like we'll talk about it later. But our events are uh, this month are um, we've got our big zero waste Christmas extravaganza. So we'll be teaching people how to make their own decorations and crackers and all those of things as well, which will be loads of fun. Yeah. So if you yeah. are um, if this this Christmas is the Christmas you you strip it back, then yeah, um, yeah, check out our events this month. And even if you are super crafty. And you have all of these intentions. I think what what we are good at here at the Eco Larder is that we provide the space for people, the space and time to do it. Because often you can be full of intention but not get around to it. Yeah. So the having like action. dedicated time. Yeah. It makes a big difference for people. I found. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's our, our short and sweet diaries. All about crafts. <laughs> yeah. our december shop update. update and events yes a chance for us to shout about anything new and what's been happening what will happen the shop is packed with zero waste goodies <laughs> it feels like it's ever evolving and growing because so many people are um entering the zero waste uh marketplace you know like n- new innovative ways of reducing your waste are coming out all the time and the shop is filling up and up and up um with lovely things in that area um, yeah i mean we said said last time as well but if you haven't been down um come down for christmas and uh, yeah you'll see a completely different store if you've not been in in a while yeah so that's good and then um so yeah all the events this month are you know largely geared up to to Christmas naturally yeah so uh, name the cool events we've got coming I know I'm trying to, so it, I think the best one is what we were saying earlier is like the big Christmas extravaganza and we've got our beach clean as usual our uh, our normal craft club but the big Christmas extravaganza zero waste is all about helping you learn how to make your own gifts decorations Crackers, yeah. wreaths, cards, how to wrap in cloth as well, furoshiki, <laughs> the Japanese technique. Um, and yeah, I think we have a few more things on. I'm, I'm, I've gone a but there'll bit. be spaces uh, in each of those workshops. So yeah, um, please check them out and yeah, come down to them. Yes. And you know what? I've got my phone here because I'm trying to feel like I've got a bit of a blank. Oh, our late shopping nights. Yeah. That's what we've got coming up. That's true. Yeah, we're yeah. going to open up um, a few extra evenings just yeah. to, to help people through the month of December. Um, so we'll be publishing those. 
and give you a bit of an extra chance to get down if um, if you can't quite reach us in the evenings. Yeah, um, late night shopping. Some late night shopping to help you through December. And there are a few more events in the pipeline, but, you know, stay tuned with us because, um, like, we're always trying to work with new people and, like, come up with new ideas. So they take a little while to formulate. Um, but take a look on our Facebook, on our Instagram, on our website, or on Eventbrite, because we publish all of our events in those four places. Mm. Um, and, yeah, there'll be lots of things happening and if you'd like to host an event at the Ecolarder, we would yes, love that as well. we would love to hear from you. Yeah. And likewise, if you've been to a recent event, please let us know how you found it and how you've implemented it, hopefully, into your, into your lives. Yeah. Um, and as Steph said, yeah, if you've got a nice event that you've been formulating that you'd like to run um, and it fits with us and the Ecolarder, then get in touch and no doubt we'll make it happen. Yeah. Constantly, um, yeah, just amazed by by each one that we've done yeah yeah bring something new yeah so that's it that's our events our shop update more to come hello hello um so we have the lovely josepha here and laura as our panel guest today on all things community and fashion and thank you so much for coming today um you were in africa yesterday i was indeed (laughs) (laughs) so i wasn't sure if you're gonna be here but you are here dedicated i'm dedicated to the cause yes And uh, and lovely Josepha from Graceful Changes. Thanks Thank you. Yeah. Um, so today we're going to yeah talk about community and fashion. And I'll openly admit that um, I know fashion is a very wasteful industry, but I am not super knowledgeable on kind of like how wasteful it is. And I was hoping that you guys could kind of help with that. So I know that you use your Instagram and Facebook and your amazing website as well to really educate community on uh, on waste and the impact it has and then kind of what you can do about it as well. So I was hoping you had some figures that you might like to share with us. I do. I think I was the same as you a while ago. Didn't really know anything about the fashion industry and really didn't know about all of the waste. And actually, when you start looking through the whole industry, there's waste at every level. There's waste before it hits the shops and there's waste after you've bought it. Um, But I kind of wrote down some of the really interesting facts that have stuck in my mind every time I think about fast fashion and they're the ones that really, really gripped me. Um, So the first one is that 80, as in 80 billion pieces of clothing are consumed globally every year. 80 billion. 80 billion. 80 billion pieces of clothing every single year. Oh my God. And that's that's a number that's really hard to comprehend. It's really hard. Once you get over a million, I kind of stop computing it. And when you think of 80 billion, it just seems absurd. And so that one is one of the biggest ones. And you say in the UK, we're consuming more clothing than we did a few years ago. Exactly. So the problem is getting bigger. We're buying more new things than we were. Oh, man. Yeah. And then the next one, which I think is something I learned recently. So a couple of months ago, okay, a couple of years ago, I wouldn't have known that clothes were made from plastic and plastics made from oil. And I think I just never really clicked this. But nearly 70 
million barrels of oil are used each year to make polyester. Polyester. I wouldn't never have put those things together either. No. I know that there's like the synthetic fibers and things like that, but I wouldn't have thought about the oil. That's unbelievable. So they're the two huge things. And do you, so do, are they like when you're thinking about um, when you need something new, they're sort of things that come up in your mind. Yeah, I think they're they're huge things because since beginning my journey to try and reduce my waste, what I've also started been doing is thinking, actually, what is this thing? Whether it's food or clothing or a utensil, what is it? Like, where was it made? How was it made? What was it made from? And actually, when you start thinking about that, you go, well, in my life, I'm trying to cut my carbon footprint. I'm trying not to drive as much. I'm trying not to fly as much. I'm trying to save oil. Wow, 70 million barrels of oil are used for clothing. And you never put the two and two together. And that's been a huge thing now. Not only thinking, I don't want to give into fast fashion because of, you know, the kind of pay of workers or the kind of condition. But actually now there's a whole other aspect to it, which is this is taking oil from the ground, which we're not trying to do. And so, yeah, it's really something that's been at the forefront of my mind recently when thinking about clothes. Yeah. And in terms of vacuum figures, just like, so this week there was like the Soil Association mm-hmm. launched a new report specifically looking at water impact and on sort of conventional versus, say, organic cotton growth. Um, and we're talking about 10 to 20,000 of litres per item. Yeah. So 10 to 20,000 litres of water to make like a shirt and pair of jeans. Unbelievable. And, but then you kind of put that factor on the, it's, the places that are producing these garments are places where there's real water scarcity. Of course, yeah. And where, you know, this is taking fresh water from, from you know, mm. places that, that, that don't have it because people need clean drinking water. Because um, it's hard to remember that sometimes in Scotland because yeah. we, we always do seem to have a decent amount of water around. Yeah, there's um, a really interesting case study that people talk about when they're thinking of water and fashion, and it's the Aral Sea. And it's in between Uzbekistan and Kazakhstan, I think. <laughs> um, but basically it was this sea that was huge and people fished in it. And slowly over the course of, you know, the last kind of like 20, 30, 40 years, cotton started to become a really big crop in these regions, obviously for Westerners' clothes. Mm-hmm. And so rivers were being diverted to water all of these plants because cotton is really water intensive and this sea um disappeared to about a tenth of the size that it originally was and it's kind of graphic because you can see yeah you know aerial photographs taken of it and you can't kind of argue with Mm -hmm. yeah um and then i think the other big fact around it is um pesticide use yeah so like cotton is like two percent of the world's crops but uses 16 percent of the pesticides and then that's just in the growing and then you've got um, the textiles, the sort of dyeing process is like really heavy chemicals that are toxic that affect like the nervous system of children, um, fertility, um, you know, so people living in those kind of production areas. And I think yeah, around yeah. the um, Aral Sea, you're saying they've got the uh, incidence of like birth abnormalities that's five times higher than, mm-hmm. say, you would have find here. So mm-hmm. It's a really big human aspect. Yeah. I mean, there's always a human aspect to these things, yeah. but it's this, um, the chemical use as well, yeah. I think, in growing all these things. 
It's really interesting, you know, because these, like, all the things that you guys are saying are so, so, so shocking. And I have to say, like, I, I like, I get a bit anxious, like, with figures like that. Mm-hmm. And um, the one of the biggest reasons we started the Eco Larder was just to, like, do positive change um, because... It's really overwhelming, and I ha- I do try and like not turn a blind eye, like, but I don't want to look too much in depth at the problems. I'd rather do myself like the the actions to try and reduce waste. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where I focus on because I find find the research like I know it's terrible, mm-hmm. but when I really look at the facts and figures, I get incredibly overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, so like just from a men- mental health mm. point of view and I've noticed just from talking to people in the shop um, and lots of our lovely volunteers that they, they suffer like that kind of anxiety as well when it comes to um, all things in, in the zero waste movement mm-hmm. um, but so like like us we have the Eco Larder Joseph you have an amazing business uh, it's so wonderful graceful changes and you provide um, a rental clothes service for little tiny people, <laughs> and um, which I think is so lovely because, as we all know, little tiny people grow extremely quickly, and they go through and through and through and through clothes, um, like very quickly. Not like we need to do as adults. Um, so I wanted um, to ask you a little bit about graceful changes and. Um, and how it came about. Um, so, so I have a two and a half year old and I have to say from a personal level I'm very much like you. I'd rather be sort of doing things and picking up a bit of litter mm. and trying to make changes in my own life because the, the big headline stuff is pretty horrific and I don't kind of concern myself with it on a day-to-day basis but I suppose so I have my daughter and you know I've always been kind of environmentally conscious and um, so started searching for pre-loved things in in all baby stuff um mm. when I was pregnant and you know some great sales and I picked up lots of good baby clothes and and that was great and then there was a point when she was nine months old and I kind of filled the car with all the stuff that she'd already grown out of or didn't need anymore think you know to take it to a charity shop and actually the charity shops they can't even process that amount particularly baby clothes I think because mm people can't stop buying it (laughs) um you know people get a lot of gifts that they don't Mm -hmm. even uh, get through using it so there isn't really there wasn't really a great home and I mean there's passing things down to to relatives and stuff which is brilliant um but it's just because of the way we all live and we don't necessarily have family and friends with children in different ages kind of nearby it becomes quite a logistical challenge Mm um and so then your adoptions, you just store it. And like, we've all got, depending on the size of where you live, like pretty limited storage mm-hmm. space. And it's not just kids' clothes, it's everything, you know, there's lots and lots of clutter. And it's, I think it's um, good to, to, to keep that kind of down. Um, so I had heard of this idea about renting clothes. There was um, a Danish lady who runs a company called Viga who did a TEDx talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and before I'd had my daughter, like I wouldn't have given her anything a second thought. So okay, um, but I kind of really started to see um, 
the benefits of it. And I think at the same time, again, post having my daughter, I'd been introduced to these kind of organic, more sustainable brands. Mm -hmm. Now, partly it's fab because they're using GOT certified cotton. And so you're sure that children are not making your children's clothes, which I think one thing really, really important. Mm -hmm. Um, Also the environmental impact being less and there tends to be quite a lot for sale pre-loved so you know buying and selling secondhand but um also they're just really nice Mm -hmm. they're they're higher quality they're nicer to wear on your baby Mm -hmm. um and those kind of things are really important as well so I kind of liked all that it was quite it could be quite expensive buying it pre-loved gets quite time consuming I think you can get loads of great pre-loved stuff say in like naught to three because they have grown so fast people haven't used it as they get a wee bit older that becomes a bit more tricky as well um so I found a small service down in Somerset that was doing um, clothing rental that was run by a grandma um and I started renting my daughter's clothes and I was like well this is great and she would just send us like a mystery bundle and that was fine with me um you know I didn't have to pick and it was just it wasn't just the um, sort of environmental aspect, but it was just so much easier. It was like, it took out the hassle. I didn't have to feel any guilt about what I was spending because everything would be going back. Yeah. Um, I didn't have to worry about growth spurts. I didn't have to worry about, oh, well, there's only two months left of winter, so shall I buy a snowsuit kind of. And I've got to the point, so my zero waste way is just to not buy anything mm-hmm. like as much as possible. Yeah. Um, so... I kind of thought, well, I, I think Edinburgh, Scotland could potentially take one of these services and started to think um, very seriously about setting one up. Um, and then for personal reasons, the lady running down south anyway closed her business. So um, around about the same time and Graceful Changes was born really. And it was to give parents who wanted to access organic clothing um, at an accessible price point mm-hmm. Um, but also have that service so that they know like these clothes are getting reused they're coming back they're being laundered they're being repaired they're cute Mm -hmm. other parents are going to want them um and it's they are amazing and like jasmina like looks like a little superstar (laughs) in them and everyone's always asking like uh, about her clothes and how and commenting how lovely they are and um, I'm finding myself obviously talking about graceful changes a lot out and about. And lots of people, like the reaction that I get from just going to like parent and um, toddler groups and things like that, like, are that's amazing. That's unbelievable. What's the company called? That's great. Um, and it's funny that you talk about like an accessible price point because it really, really is. Um, it's it's thirty pounds. It's thirty pounds a month, month, isn't it? Um, yeah. So you get your kind of entire capsule wardrobe. So you can select that being fifteen items, which yeah. you can change, you know, every three months. I mean, I suppose if you've got somebody who'll hand you down every bit of item, every bit of clothing that you need, then that is clearly the cheapest way to do things. But I'm looking now, winter, and like every coat, every snowsuit. It's, it's a retail of like fifty pounds. Yeah. Cardigans thirty pounds. Yeah. So. You know, everybody's got their own um, views on value, um, but I think it, it is accessible and I think it would save it's most parents money over accessible. a year because having to make these kind of impulse purchases, which I think is often the way with baby things, you need the thing now. Yeah. Um, we've got that kind of good service aspect. So you can, you can get the it's thing amazing. Now. And also like, you know, I was thinking next year, I'm thinking ahead, but we have uh, one of our friends is getting married and like Jasmina will need like 
a nice little dress. And I was really hoping to find something on graceful mm-hmm. changes for her to wear because that's the type of event that like um people will buy a one-off thing for yeah. weddings you know um they buy like uh, an occasion dress and that's it and then it stays in the cupboard jasmina would grow out of it so i was really hoping like for that that like there yeah, be something and, lovely and, and yeah it kind of has been a little community because i think the i haven't had any marketing budget so the mums that have found me have obviously tried quite hard <laughs> oh yeah they've been looking for some some rental service yeah um, and so you know we've had lots of feedback there and back and so they've kind of informed purchasing decisions and so yeah. you know quite a lot i might just say right well here's the yeah. the, the the um, ethical brands what kind of dress are you looking for and you know then because yeah. i think then if you've picked it and you love it the next one's gonna yeah love exactly it as well and the quality is amazing because like th- these brands so we have like some lovely things from frugi and kite and uh, her jacket is from kite her, everybody loves her jacket um um, and there was, there's a, like, quite a variety. Yeah, it's like you pigeon have. organics, yeah. Toby Tiger, yeah. um, Little Green Radicals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but we we absolutely love it. And, I, you know, I hope that Graceful Changes does really, really, really well. And I liked what you were saying earlier about, like, the the most sort of sustainable action you can take when it comes to fashion is actually not to purchase anything and you were talking about that earlier as well like what do you do before the purchase yeah I think that's really important yeah to think of new items and clothes not as something from a shop but also it can be something you already own or something you want to mend or make different something you can borrow and I think when it comes to events so like we've already been talking about weddings you do not need to buy something new for a wedding and actually going to your friend and saying hey I saw you were wearing this really lovely dress at this thing you know a couple of months can I borrow that that's a great way of just getting a new outfit to you borrowing something and not buying something and it's even like summer's just been I went on holiday and my suitcase was filled with stuff that wasn't mine my friends my flatmates I was just borrowing stuff because actually other people would love you to wear their clothes yeah. and get some use out of it. And there's a whole world of things you can do before buying anything. And, you know, it's thinking, what do I actually have? You know, do I know everything that's in my wardrobe? You know, if I go through it, will I be like, oh, I forgot to have that. Oh, right, well, that's another thing I forgot. Or is there something you can find in your friends or your mum's or your dad's wardrobes that you think, actually, I would love to wear that. And so many options. And it's like this renting idea of, you don't need to have it. You don't need to own it. You can borrow it for... There's kind of no point in having it, especially you know, for a one-year-old. That's oh, yeah. five sizes in one year. Yeah. And actually, we stocked like tiny baby size. We've had a couple of tiny babies recently. Oh. Uh, you know, you are really talking about that being mm. yeah. But And I think people naturally have a disinclination to waste, you know, on a on a yeah. individual personal level. So what they'll do is they'll store it yep. and put it in the attic. But no one's using it. Well. That's right. And with all the best intentions, whether you stash that for future children or a friend's child, like the chances of forgetting. Yeah. So it's kind of having that kind of system. I suppose it's a little bit, a little bit more work, but at the end of the three months, you got to like package back your old clothes and yeah. send them back to me, yeah. you know? But then tick, 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 you know, they're all there and they're all yeah. going to somebody else. Mm. Whereas I think quite easy to to forget otherwise to forget yeah. even what you've got even yeah. I think you know when people have bought you know they'll buy a load of things yeah. in the sale stash it and it's also like for us you know we've had 
for Jasmina when she was born, just these amazing gifts um, of like lovely little outfits. And like, I can't part with them. Like, they're so beautiful. I'm like, oh, remember when they gave them to us? So like what you're saying, you know, I'm really learning a lot from that. It's like, it'd be so nice to actually give that to a friend. um, Because I would love to see a friend's little one in that. Like you're saying, that was really resonated with me. Um, yeah, so that's a, that's a really nice action that I'm going to take away from this. Yeah, because yeah. I think you've obviously bought something because you think it's nice, or yeah. someone's bought it for you because they think you'll love it. And actually, passing that on is great, and it's really nice yeah. to see a friend or family like wearing something that you own yeah. and getting to see it somewhere else and getting wear out of it. Yeah, because I know that. So, like for my brother's wedding, I got a really nice dress and thought, I am never going to wear this again. Like that's a one-off event. I want somebody else to get some use out of it. And it's really nice to see when that happens because you feel like it's not just in your wardrobe for no reason. And actually you're just getting the most out of it. Yeah. Oh, well, um, thank you so much for all of that. Like, it's really lovely to have you and that you came. (laughs) (laughs) Longest commute ever. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, just had to come from South Edinburgh. It wasn't so bad. And, um... Yeah, I really appreciate you being here and talking all about um, fashion and how we can help each other and like mm. the community involved with all of that as well. And um, yeah, so Christmas is coming up. Yes. Have a lovely Christmas. I have a lovely zero waste Christmas. Thank you. You do. Um, Most challenging time of the year. Oh, I know. Yeah, uh, we're, well, we're doing really nice events here, like teaching people how to make uh, crackers and mm. wreaths and gifts and how to wrap in fabric nicely and all that kind of thing Amazing. so we're going to make the best of it in a zero waste way mm-hmm. yeah awesome so anyway have a lovely christmas and thank hope you. to see you very soon yeah thank you bye, bye. <laughs>
and uh yeah just lovely things and we got sari wraps to like gift wrap your presents um we ha- obviously have a beautiful range of crystals <laughs> which i really enjoy uh yeah lovely shop lots of nice little things yeah we have yeah so it's it's the fullest eco larder yet <laughs> oh i got a new range of incense in plastic free and charlie you've put most of it up online as well haven't you yeah yeah a lot of them are products yeah Yeah. so So. you can buy them even if you're a bit farther away a bit further away for christmas little ideas Mm -hmm. yeah the nice lip balms or the body butters oh there's just so many things yeah there (laughs) is so many things it has been a lot of fun prepping um for christmas actually (laughs) yeah i feel like every couple of days there seems to be something new and adding to our range at the moment so if you've not nailed your Christmas presents, get down to the eco larder. Yes, <laughs> yes. Or even a gift card, you know, like how good would it be to start the year with a zero waste mission and your friends is help, helping you get there. True. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> thank you very much. You're welcome. Yay. And that's the end of our fifth podcast. Fifth and last of the year last of 2019 2019. yes so (laughs) merry christmas and happy new year yep thanks for everyone who's watched and listened so far yes and what a year yeah (laughs) Yeah, what a year see you in 2020 see you in 2020 all right bye (laughs) jazz hands jazz hands Okay, three, two, one, and hello! Hello guys, we just wanted to say a huge thank you to anyone who has viewed or watched or listened to the podcast so far. Um, We'd really appreciate any feedback, any ideas for topics, ideas for guests, questions you want us to cover. Uh, We want to make this podcast for you, so please either leave us a comment or send us a message. And biggest and most important thing, Hit subscribe. Hit subscribe. Down below.